happy Monday. Thank you for being here. All 20 of us listening in today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm hoping there's more than 20, but I did check recently. I'm like, oh, we've got like a nice little group here tuning in. And I want you to know you are part of this. You are part of the Glow Gang. You are part of this group that checks in with me every Monday and Wednesday for our special bump day episode. And I appreciate you being here. I feel like it feels more exclusive, doesn't it? <laughs> but if you want to help me grow the podcast, please share it with a friend, uh, maybe a pregnant friend who is in this similar stage of, or, you know, not even similar, the same stage of life right now that I am, whether it's her first pregnancy, her fifth pregnancy. Um, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about like how they're, they're really all the same. Like as much as we no, they're, they're, every pregnancy is different, but there are some things that just don't change from first pregnancy to the fourth. All right. So today's episode is sponsored by the Fall Focus Challenge. I was going to say nobody, but I was like, wait, no, time out. We have something to talk about. We're kicking off Fall Focus today. And if you are new here, Fall Focus, this is the second time I'm running it. So it's the second annual because I plan on doing it every year, but this year is bigger, literally, and better than last year. We're always looking to improve, like growth is the goal. So not not the goal of the challenge, just like life goal. Like we, we want to be growing, expanding, getting better, bettering ourselves, including this challenge. So I added two more weeks. It went from a four-week challenge to a six-week challenge. I feel like it really rounds it out really concretes the schedule that we're implementing into your routine. You've got the workouts to go along with it. We are kicking off some, some of us started yesterday. Okay. I personally am starting today. I like a Monday start. Mondays just feel so fresh. And also Sundays, I just never know how it's going to go. So I, yeah, I prefer the Monday start, but it's flexible. We've got the schedule is built in. You just click right on it. brings you right to your workout each day, five days a week. If you miss a day, there's a makeup day built in. Lots of flexibility here for you. Uh, I just announced the prizes. We've got Stanley Cup because you need to stay hydrated. <laughs> I need to stay hydrated. These, this is, you know what? I wanted to do prizes that we don't always want to splurge on, but we, we deep down, we want it. Like I want that, but I don't want to spend my own money on it. So I'm going to buy you a Stanley Cup. One winner will get a Stanley Cup. Speaking of, take a big sip right now. We're hydrating and I'm talking really fast today. <laughs> I'm also throwing in a pair of on sneakers. I got, I have two pairs. I'm wearing mine right now. You're going to get a brand new, beautiful pair of sneakers up to $150 value. These sneakers are not cheap. They are not cheap at all. Like I think the cheapest pair, actually, I didn't look for it, but they run around like $149, a pair of shoes. But they're so good and they're so cute. I want these ones that are called the Cloud Nova. And they have like two different color options that I love. The white pearl is just, it's so beautiful. And it's got like this little caramely brown stripe. It's very like neutral. I love it for fall and for all year, I want those shoes. One of you is getting a pair and then we've got gift cards in there and rookie. So if you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. I will put the link below. Join today. You will not regret it. You'll have your workouts for the next six weeks and you'll have them forever, but you're, you won't have to think about a thing for the next six weeks. You just show up. I'm in your inbox. 
you press play you dream about your new sneakers you're going to wear at the end of the challenge. And I'm excited. I'm excited to do this because it's been a while since we've been on a routine together and pregnancy and postpartum friendly. So whether you're a new mom trying to figure out a routine or you're pregnant and not sure where to start with workouts, lacking motivation because you're in our first trimester, like I get it. I get it. And we are doing this together. All right. Fall focus, let's go. And then rookie is one of the prizes. Speaking of rookie, go ahead and grab yourself a bag of protein right now because it's 20% off. They are having their birthday sale right now. It ends uh, this week. It ends this week. So you have a couple days left to snag your protein, add the wake, the pre-workout. I hate calling it pre-workout because it sounds like... (laughs) It sounds like drugs in a can, like a picture like the canned or C4. Do you remember C4? That was like back in my gym rat days. It's like in a yellow container. I would drink the blue raspberry flavor and it would make my face tingle. So that is not the pre-workout I'm talking about right now. Wake is very gradual, gentle. There's no tingly sensation. You, (laughs) I have so much clarity and almost like a calmness, like a, like a focused energy. It's not going to give you the jitters. It's just enough to switch you into like, okay, we are getting stuff done today, whether it's your workout or getting through your inbox, you know, wrangling the kids late afternoon. Cause you're like, I need a little pick me up. We love wake. And then the rookie packets add those two because those are great for electrolytes and your BCAAs post-workout. The moms are athletes, I'm telling you right now, we need this for our muscles and and to replenish our electrolytes, which we lose a lot during pregnancy. So I mentioned them also in the um, electrolyte episode a couple weeks ago. Everything's 20% off right now. It's more than my discount code. My discount code doesn't even work, but I just wanted to share the sale because it's so good. And now's the time to try it. I also had a friend text me last night and she was like, Kim, I want to get, I want to try this rookie stuff. I want to try it, but I don't want to, I'm so picky. I don't want to buy a whole bag. What if I do one scoop and I don't like it? I was like, oh, that would stink. And yes, I agree. I would not want to, <laughs> I would hate that too. So they actually have um, sample packs. You can buy a sample pack for $2.50, $2.50. And then if you use a 20% off code, that makes it like just around $2 or exactly $2. <laughs> and then, what's that? Yeah, two bucks. But you can also do a 10-pack of them if you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to like it. I'll try. I'll try. I just want to don't. I don't want to spend the money. So the 10-pack, I think, ends up being like $16, $15 for 10 packets. If you just want to try it, I don't know if you'll be able to get it and review it and be like, okay, this is good. Let me take advantage of the sale now. I think we're running out of time. But if you did want to try a couple things, they do have sample pack options on their website, which that's cool too. Maybe sample it now and then wait for like their Black Friday sale. I just always assume a brand is going to have a Black Friday sale. Can we just assume everybody does that? Myself included. And I actually started thinking about, honestly, there's not like a lot to think about. I I run the same deals every year, but I, I like to have like a new product or two and we've got some new stuff coming. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so that was so cheesy. <laughs> Giggling. I'm getting giddy over this right now. Um, so I can't believe we're already talking Black Friday. Let's just stick with right here, right now. Um, also, right here, right now, what what we watched last week, Barbie. 
the Barbie movie. I watched it with the girls, which I think they were too young. They were definitely too young. I was ex- trying to explain things, and I'm like, oh, I wish they could have left that part out. It definitely was not age appropriate for her five, four year old. <laughs> she's not even five yet. She's only four. Oh, yeah. Um, I did, but they did like it. They liked the music and the colors and like the Barbie character herself. Um, I felt personally victimized by the pregnant Barbie and how she was treated. Like, can we not? <laughs> that was my one issue with it. I was like, pregnant Barbie should be, I know she's discontinued, but so is freaking Alan, who was like a main character. Come on. Like, just say like, look at the women all over the world and just look, look at all the people. They all came from a pregnant woman. We need treat, we need equal rights. <laughs> Give us pregnant women equal rights to the Barbie movie. Also, we're here, we're talking about women and power and like women can do anything. Why are there no children? I know, I get it. It's like Barbie dollhouse, whatever. There's no kids, but I didn't see moms represented anywhere in there. Just saying. Are you feeling this too? If you could watch a movie, it's hard to see yourself in there with toddlers because it, it's just not present. <laughs> so I'd like to sp- speak to someone at Mattel. Does anyone have Will Ferrell's number? <laughs> He played like the CEO of Mattel. Yeah, so that's my issue with the Barbie movie. I really didn't watch much other than that. Um, I did catch a few YouTube videos. I was watching some podcasts over on YouTube. Uh, Honestly, I don't even know how I ended up there. I just couldn't. I had so many recommendations from people. Watch this, watch that. But you know what? I couldn't do it. I was like, uh, my brain wanted to just zone out, turn off. No, thank you. Like, I tried, I even pressed play on a couple shows and I was like, I can't do this. I literally can't watch this show right now. I need to relax. Um, so for some reason, the podcasts were easier to watch. Here are some things that are on my list though, that are already out. As you're listening to this, I have not watched them yet. And I say this guy's name wrong. Murdaugh, the Murdaugh Murders, season two. Murdaugh Murders, a Southern Scandal, season two. If you have not watched season one, go watch it. This is Netflix we're talking. In-depth interviews and harrowing footage uncover shocking revelations surrounding Alex Murdaugh's double murder trial and ultimate fall from grace. So I was shocked because I, I saw this come out and I had heard the name. I wasn't really keeping up with it on Instagram because everyone was posting about it. This was back in the spring. Then I watched it firsthand on Netflix and then went back to Instagram to kind of figure, like put the original pieces together, what other people were saying, the things that were left out of the docu-series. There is a season two now. I don't know what's on it because he is in jail. I guess it's it must be just the trial. Not sure, but it's available. I'm excited about it. All right, that's what I watched this week. Um, any other updates we have? Retreat planning, the glow retreat. Mark your calendars. Save the date. Call your friend. Call a sitter. Text your husband. It's happening. <laughs> January 26, 27, 28th. Glow retreat. Sarasota, Florida. Sunshine. Sand. A little bit of sweat for a workout. Ice cold coffee in your hand. Warm sun on your face. It's going to be amazing. Oh my gosh. All of the details that I'm starting to <laughs> plan out. I can't even, I'm, I'm just like, is this really happening? Are we going to do this? I have to start telling people about it because I've been doing all this planning behind the scenes. I know I had sent out the little survey a couple months back, but now in the meantime, I have been grinding, ironing out these details. January 26th, 27th, 28th, I'll say it again. I'm going to link the page below. Early bird tickets, early bird tickets. 
maybe I should do a Glow Gang podcast early bird option for us. It's really just going to be us, like me, you. <laughs> My sister's obviously going to come. <laughs> um, and then there, you'll see some other familiar faces there. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to hang out with you and see you on the beach. You get to sleep in if you want to sleep in. You can order yourself some room service. I'm going to be doing uh, food credit. So there will be a credit for you to get yourself some quesadillas. You know, you want chicken tenders and ranch dressing at 10 a.m.? Like you can order that. I'm just kidding. That sounds like something your toddler would want. You want a mimosa. <laughs> You want a mimosa and a pretty omelet with like one of those purple flowers that are edible, but who eats those? I don't know. Like you want the full luxury experience. That's what you're going to get. If you want to just let loose and hang out with some fun people, that's what you're going to get. If you want alone time by the pool with some tan lines, like that's what you're going to get. Like it's, it's really <laughs> customizable, but I want to be able to offer all of this to you. And I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Sarasota, Florida, January 26th through the 28th. Pack your bags. We're, we're doing it. All right. I wanted to record this episode because I have not been focused on my baby, which sounds so sad, but like pregnancy, it just takes a lot of my brain power just between like navigating how I'm feeling and, you know, keeping a handle on my nausea and getting enough rest and I'm just tired. It's very much so about my body right now. And, and then outside of that, my children, I'm having to care for them and keep up with my work projects and all these things going on. I'm really not designating a lot of time to think about and prepare for my fourth baby that is coming into the world real soon here. And if you calculated that, you're like, Kim, aren't you? Do you're having a retreat in January and then you're due early March? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be really pregnant, but listen, it's gonna be so fun. This will be like the only chance to hang out with pregnant Kim at the beach. <laughs> baby is coming. I when I do think about it, when I sit down and I'm like, all right, there's gonna be a baby strapped to me when I'm recording this podcast how am I going to record a podcast with a newborn? Like the reality of it, when I start to logistically picture it in my day-to-day and -day, my world being completely rocked, I start to freak out. I, I panic slightly. And then I like change the subject. Uh, what time do I have to pick up the girls? Or like, okay, someone needs a snack. Like I don't really give myself enough time to think about this. And when I sat down today to record this, I realized the fears that I'm having now with my fourth baby, these are very similar to the fears that I had my first pregnancy when I didn't know what it was going to be like to have to run errands with a newborn. Like going from like solo, just me, Kim hanging out, or well, obviously Justin was there too, <laughs> but now to uh, toting a newborn everywhere, like that fear of the unknown is scary. And then same going from one to two. It's like, okay, I could do it with one, but like, what if they're both crying? And then what if this? And there's so much unknown. And I talk about this more in the transitions episode. If you go back, maybe I'll link that below, um, which transition was the hardest. I kind of talk about my experience, which is different for everyone. I just share my journey. What I noticed to be harder for me was the two to three. 
That's where I hit my threshold. That's where I hit my max capacity. I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> um, but I have also learned that we are always operating at our max capacity as parents. We cannot imagine having more than what we do because we always have a lot going on, whether it's one child two, three, like maybe you're like, yeah, we always pictured, you know, two and we have one right now and like you're excited for it, but there's still that element of unknown. And I think we can all relate to this. So that is the fear that I'm currently having is like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do four life with four kids? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Saying that out loud. And I do want to say, I'm going to like recap this all at the end and just remind us that we're going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. I do not want this episode to cause panic if you are considering another pregnancy or if you're like, well, we wanted to have one more, but after this, I please, I don't want to scare you. And I just want to express how I'm feeling because I know I'm not alone. I know I am not the only one that feels this. And I know it's the same with each pregnancy. It's just we think like, oh, Kim has three kids. Like she's got together. She knows what she's doing. She's she's a veteran. She's a seasoned mom. But I still am a scared seasoned mom. Like <laughs> hashtag scared mama. <laughs> Another fear. And this is a little, a little dark. But I've had fears of pregnancy loss. And I usually don't. But this time around, I'm like, oh my God, what if, what if? And that's really hard to even admit. But all I can say is that every time I feel nauseous, every craving that comes about, every mood swing is really a reminder that the baby is okay. (laughs) Like all those things that are pain of like, oh, I'm pregnant. I have these symptoms. Those are reminders. And then having a healthcare team and having the awareness of my body. And then also just the trust. You have to trust that everything is going to work out because having these anxious nervous, triggering thoughts, spiraling thoughts. It's not doing anybody good. We need to stay relaxed and calm. And I know that's easier said than done, but trust is the only thing that helps me in those moments. Just saying like, I know that we are going to be okay. I know that everything is fine. I believe everything is gonna, is working out for me and the baby. Just lots of deep breaths. But I, I I have to admit it because it was one of the things I was like, oh, that is something I've feared. Those intrusive thoughts. Okay. Okay. Another fear. Time with my big girls, which all three of them will be big girls once this baby comes. And I'm, I'm already thinking like of missing, like I'll have to miss out. Like I even now... I'll spend all day with the little ones. Ayla comes home from school and I'm like, Justin, I need a break. I need to lay down. I'm so tired. I'm like literally on the verge of tears. Like I'm going to bed and I'll lay down. I'll be either like getting some work done or just just resting my eyes. Sometimes I take a nap sometimes, but they'll all go out to the pool and I instantly have FOMO. I want to be out there, but physically and mentally I can't. Part of me, like, I'm, like, happy. I'm, like, okay, this is his time with them, and they're getting, like, special dad-daughter time, and physically I can't go out there. So, like, I'm happy to know that, like, when I lay down, there is someone who is out there playing with them. But it's hard to miss out. And I remember this when I had Blake, Ayla, and Rosie were so tiny. But I remember, like, it was every night for dinner when Justin would get home, I'd be, like, okay, I'm going to bed. (laughs) I literally would go to sleep, take, like, an hour nap, when he's cooking dinner and entertaining a 
one-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh my gosh. But I needed to, like I couldn't be present and I couldn't function. So it's just, I'm like, that's gonna, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. And (laughs) it's all about finding a system, honestly. Okay. Breastfeeding. I'm scared of that. I'm scared because it's so demanding and it can hurt. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's painful. There are parts that you're like, mm, this is hurting me. And But it's it really is worth it. I hate – it's so – breastfeeding is so worth it. If you can do it, like, yes. If it doesn't cause you mental distress, then it's worth it. But at some point, it's not worth it. When, when you start to feel, like, frustrated, angry, and resentful, and, like, those feelings, not worth it. So I – and I never got that far. Actually, I did at the end of each time. I was like, this was – I'm breastfeeding like a big baby, like a small child. And like it, I like it more, even though it's more painful in the beginning. Like I really enjoy it those earlier months. But as they get older and bigger and – I don't know. I have a, 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 what's the word? I have a complicated relationship with breastfeeding. Okay. Um, And then with Blake, I think it was just so long. I breastfed her for 18 months, which I know isn't super long. That's like normal, like around the normal range maybe. But for me, like I was so done, but she, no, but then I also like, I was like, but I don't want it. She's my baby. So it was hard and she still wanted it. And yeah, it was just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm going to have to mentally prepare for it and like hype myself up for that, but I'm not looking forward to it right now. <laughs> and not that I'm afraid of it. I just, I know how much it requires just between energy and time. And I'm going to need to get a nice rocker glider chair because I'm going to be spending a lot of time in it. So if you can make breastfeeding as comfortable and convenient and, ooh, like all the breastfeeding tops, like set yourself up for success. That's what I'm telling myself right now. I'm going to set myself up for a smooth breastfeeding transition and journey. Well, we're going to leave it at that. Okay, next fear is leaving the house. This kind of piggybacks off of breastfeeding because – I just remember the timing of leaving the house, especially in those first couple months, like two, three months. It's so tricky based off, like you can't just like wake up and rush. You can't rush anywhere between the feedings and then the burping and changing and then packing up the baby in the car seat and the diaper bag. Like it's, you cannot prepare for it. Like you literally just have to wake up early to ensure that you're going to be places on time. So I am nervous about leaving the house. And I know it's only going to be for that transition period, those first like definitely a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Um, Fortunately, my children, I'm hoping, will be more, even more so sufficient, self-sufficient, putting on their own shoes, getting themselves dressed, even feeding themselves food. Like they can feed themselves food. I got to start. We have to start practicing these things now so that when baby comes, I can be like, Okay, make sure you put your waffle in the toaster if you want to eat before we leave, like those little things. Because Ayla used to make herself toast every morning. She doesn't anymore. Like I just, I got to train them to be sufficient so that when baby comes, we can get out the door faster. (laughs) Another fear is being alone with four children. It just, 
sounds scary because it sounds like something I cannot manage um, or at least like a tantrum from one of the two girls and then a baby and then, oh my gosh, it just sounds like a lot. <laughs> but I, I mean, I know I can handle it. It's just going to be one of those those mom moments that you just get through. And this is either in public, I can't, yeah, bringing a newborn or infant and then three children. Honestly, like I I see where the three to four switch is going is I'm hoping it's going to be smoother because for at least the first couple months, I can strap the baby onto me and then I'm just doing what I already do, which is wrangling chaos (laughs) when I go out in public. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be fine. Actually, you know what? Yeah, we got this. But uh, just doing like day-to-day things with four kids, I feel like it feels like, ooh, ooh, we're going to need lots of encouragement. (laughs) We're going to need lots of um, food and like just things to keep around the house to to fuel me to keep going. Okay. All right. Another thing I'm kind of nervous about, having a baby in Florida, I've never done that before. There's like this unknown of what is it like? What if I have to go to a different hospital for some reason? Or what if I, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like I know the nurses and the staff as well as I did. I mean, I had three pregnancies and births at the same location back to back to back. So I got very familiar with it and now I'm starting over. So there's that. But then also we're still building our like social circle here, like our small circle of trust. We do have family. Everyone's at least 45 minutes from us. So we've got like my parents, my sister, Justin's mom, Justin's sister, but their drive, like it takes a little bit of planning. And also it's, I mean, occasionally my parents are like, Hey, we're, we're, we're near you guys or we're in the neighborhood, but it's not like a, Hey, can you come over real quick? We have an emergency or, you know, that. So that's a little tricky. And then I don't feel like I have as many sitter. Like I don't have a ton of babysitters to call. We have one. She's in high school right now. But back up in Massachusetts, we had three, three young adults. Well, one was an older adult, but like we had people we could call. And um, if she wasn't available, we call the next one. And um, yeah, I... I miss having that. And, and I'm, I have fr- we do have friends here, but they all have kids. <laughs> like That's how we've met a lot of our friends. It's hard to – I need more friends without kids down here. That's what I need because up north we had some I – I knew people I could call if there was an emergency, and I knew that they didn't have a toddler to strap in the car seat and come over. Like they were just available. So shout out to, you know, our, our friends with no kids. I know you guys don't you, – you sometimes get like the – what's the word? You get like – you don't feel part of the mom club, but moms need you. Like we need to know that we have a friend who is still with it (laughs) mentally and like trend wise (laughs) that um, we can call on for just a number of things that you will provide a different level of support. Let's just say that. Thank you for that. But then also, um, I mean, I don't know. We're going to figure it out, but we have a circle here. I just, I don't have, um, a setup for uh, having a baby. Cause when in the past when I've had babies, at least 
for Blake, we had people come over and watch the girls because it was 2020. Um, and then even when I just had Rosie, I had someone coming over the house, which felt better for me as a parent. Just like personally, I liked my baby being home with me. I could breastfeed whenever I wanted and then be like, okay, I got to get some work done. And then I know someone is holding my child in my house with our stuff. Like, and you're right there with them. And I just love that. And I don't have that person yet. So I feel like I got to go on care.com or something. And I'm like, I just need like a girly that's gonna, or, you know, it could be like a middle-aged woman that has like that grandmother instinct or like she, her kids just left empty nester type of thing. Like I don't have grandkids yet, but I miss being a mom and I just want to support another mom. That would be amazing. If you, if you are her, if you know her, please email me, send me a message, send me a DM. Um, because this leads into my next fear of productivity. I feel like uh, I just, I, I know the slowdown that comes with the newborn season of we got to take a step back. I, I am, what's the word? I am a very motivated person. I have a lot of ideas. And if I cannot get them out and bring them to life, I get very anxious because I'm like, oh my God, I have so much to do. I feel this like buildup of work that needs to get done, ideas that need to come to life. And it is so hard for me to not be able to do them. And then even when I have, <laughs> this is this is my reality now, but even more so when the baby comes, I will have the opportunity. I'll have the time carved out, like whether we have a sitter or Justin's home or whatever the case is. And I go to do my work, but I'm so tired or I don't feel good that day. And I'm like for the work I do, like filming a workout video, I need to feel are you kidding me? If I don't feel good, what what kind of workout am I going to film? <laughs> it's going to have to be like, you guys, I don't feel good today. And I actually have done this, especially for the first trimester where girls was like, hey, we, we all don't feel good, right? But that's relatable. Um, and, and I mean, I guess it is for moms too, but it is so much harder for me to film a video when I don't have that energy that I want to bring. So that when you show up and press play, you're like, sweet, she's motivated. I'm, I'm picking up off of her energy. Like that's what I want to provide. So I really don't like when I have the time set aside and I cannot show up for it, even though we've got the time. It's just so frustrating to me. And then the reverse of that is like, I feel really great today and I have time or no, I feel really great. I have energy, but the kids are freaking out. Everybody's crying. Someone's sick. Like everything is going wrong. And then I'm like, ah. <laughs> there goes my energy. Like that's what I'm worried about not getting stuff done. But listen, we are going to have to plan. I'm telling myself right now, Kim, you are going to have to plan a maternity leave. We are going to have to plan to get things done the months before birthing a baby and then have things to have things put in place so that I don't have to worry about showing up and writing emails and creating new workout programs. Are you kidding me? We do not need to be dealing with that. Um, when you have a two week old or a big, yeah, no, absolutely not. We're going on maternity leave. Okay. We're doing it. I just don't know how to do that actually. <laughs> All right. And then the last couple, I kind of talked about this birth and labor when I started talking about Florida, I never had a baby in Florida. Yeah. When I started to think about birthing a baby again, I'm like, oh my gosh, wait a second. We're doing this again. 
And honestly, I think the hardest part about it all is that I had an amazing birth with Blake and that's the experience I want. How do I make sure that that happens? The answer is you cannot. You cannot make sure anything happens because you can't. You have no control of this this type of situation. Um, but I'm going to do all the preparation. Here's what we are going to do. We're not going to be afraid to birth a baby. We are going to prepare to the best of our abilities in different areas, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. We're going to educate ourselves. We are going to remind ourselves what we're capable of. We're going to practice the birthing techniques, the tools. Oh my gosh, we are going to just get ready. And that is what I did before I had Blake and I had the best birth ever. So we're going to do those things. Specifically, here's what they are. Um, There's a birthing course called Birth It Up. I will link it below. Birth It Up. There's like different ones. There's like an epidural one if you plan to get an epidural. There's one if you – or there's one if you plan to not get an epidural. But I think you should definitely watch the – I plan to not get an epidural just because if you get an epidural, (laughs) it doesn't always work. It just doesn't, okay? Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) I had two failed epidurals with Ayla's labor. So didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) But um, yeah, she goes through just like what to expect, what every, like a bunch of vocabulary that doctors will be using and nurses. And you might've heard them once or twice, but like she really just breaks it down and simplifies it. It's um, with um, Liesl. She's from Mommy Labor Nurse. She's great. So I love her course. I'll link that below. I also read books when I was pregnant with Blake. I didn't read them. I listened to them on audio. <laughs> Ina May. Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. I don't know if it was that one or like the second one I read, but she is all about, you know, the how our bodies are designed to do this. And honestly, she shares a lot of birth stories, which weren't always helpful for me. Because some of them were like kind of triggering or traumatic. And I'm like, this is actually giving me anxiety. So you can skip through those ones. I mean, and it's going to be different for everybody. Like what scares me might not frighten you at all. So, or what like sounds a really cool birth experience to me, you might be like, what the heck? (laughs) That sounds like, what are, who, what is happening in this book? Uh, But I just like how she shows how birth is just a natural part of what our bodies are designed to do. It's really cool. And it helped me a ton with my labor with Blake. Um, So that's what we're going to do. We are going to do some Kegel release because everyone's focused on like the word tightening, which we don't use that. We don't use that word. Okay. You have it. If you have an overactive pelvic floor and it's, it's too strong in there, it's going to be really hard for it to relax and open and release a child into the world, okay? We need to release, pelvic floor release, stretch, relax, all those words. Um, So yeah, I used a Kegel release curve, which was amazing because I did not tear with Blake. Best labor ever, best labor. I'm telling you, you gotta do these things. They're like must-dos. So we're gonna do that. Think about it as like, if I told you, you have to do the, the splits in six weeks from now. Let's pretend you're 34 weeks pregnant. In six weeks, you have to do the splits. If you – like you will be put on a machine and your legs will be stretched out to the sides. Think of how painful that would be, right? 
But if you stretch every day for like 10, 15 minutes and build your way up and doing all these different stretches, it will be a lot less painful and you will be more flexible by the time that day comes. And that's what we're doing with the Kegel release curve. We are gradually releasing this muscle so that it's not such a big deal on the day when your baby comes. Oh my gosh, innovation. Like what, why aren't we taught about this when we go to our gynecologist, when we go to the doctors for our prenatal visits? It makes me so frustrated. Like there's important things that are getting left out and moms need to know this stuff. Okay. The last thing that fear that is just like really silly because we're going to be fine. But I wrote just the preparedness in our house for a baby. I'm like already looking at things like my niece was over last week and I was like, oh my gosh, she could like bump her head on that. That's a really sharp edge. Or she can reach that smoothie cup that the girl left, my girls left on the counter or like table, whatever. So I'm like, we need a baby proof. We have plenty of time. (laughs) I have like literally an entire year before the baby is like moving around like that. And then also just like, we don't have a, like that glider. There's no nursery Um, clothes. I have a couple little baby girl outfits that I save for sentimental reasons. But other than that, we are not prepared. I did get that set from Arisa as the little like onesie and a hat and a swaddle. So I'm like, oh, yay. Honestly, that was so fun getting like a baby gift. I have not received any baby gifts. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this feels real now. Um, and like I said, I know these things. I will have them. I will get them. I will buy them. I will shop the clearance sales too. <laughs> but I do not need to be afraid of that. And then also I reminded myself of this like when I was pregnant with Ayla. I was like, babies like really are, they're fine. Like you don't need a crib. Like they can sleep just on a flat surface. <laughs> like they don't need one of my friends was adopted and her parents were like, yeah, we lived in a hotel and she, the baby, this sounds crazy, but she slept in the dresser drawer. <laughs> I think they took the drawer out of the dresser and like put it on the floor with like blankets, but they were in a hotel when they they were like moving or but I don't I don't know the situation, but after I heard that I was like, okay. I mean, look at that. There it is. Dresser drawer, pack and play, the bassinet. I mean, there's so many different options out there for baby sleep, but, and we, and we have a crib. That's the thing is like, I have a, a crib. So that is not an issue for us. Um, car seat though, don't have that. Changing pad. You don't really need one of those, but there's just so many things, you know, just the thought of like getting it all in one shopping spree sounds stressful, but w- listen, we got time and it's all going to work out because it does. And so just to recap, my children are going to be a little bit older. They're going to be self-sufficient. We're going to set ourselves up for breastfeeding success. We're going to make it streamlined, easy. we got the nursing tops, the nursing bras. We're going to find them if we don't have them right now. Maybe dig them out of storage. Maybe buy a couple new ones. We're going to get a comfy glider. We're going to have a snack basket. Breastfeeding is going to be something I look forward to. We are going to make sure we have a great baby carrier so that leaving the house and being alone with four kids is easier. Even just being home with the kids will be easier. We are going to look on care.com and we're going to manifest the perfect, I don't want to call it a babysitter or a nanny, like a mom, uh, like a, what is it called? What's the word for it? It's like a better word. We'll we'll figure it out. But we we have a nice new friend that is coming into our home and she's so trustworthy and loyal and she loves kids. 
and she's going to be so helpful. We are going to plan for our maternity leave so that we don't have to stress about productivity when we have a newborn, right? Because everything's going to be done. Everything's going to be done and set into place. We're going to have the fresh start challenge running while I'm on maternity leave. It's going to be great. We are going to have, <laughs> we're going to have a closet full of clothes, a whole nursery set up. And even if we don't, our baby is going to be totally fine. And we're going to have the most beautiful labor because we're going to prepare for it. We're going to review the videos. We're going to read a couple books. We're going to do some Kegel release. And we're going to have the most epic birth. People are going to write books about us. Okay? Round of applause. It's going to be awesome. Even though we're afraid, it's going to be fine. And we know that. I know it. I'm, I'm speaking this into the universe for you. For me, we are manifesting it. All right. Thank you for listening today. Please share this with a pregnant friend. And I appreciate you. And I'll catch you on bump day. Bye.